0: just love to listen to the juicy content hope you enjoyed this episode hey it's caroline career and leadership coach and today we're going to talk about executive presence and to be specific the six skills you must have if you want to really uh, build your executive presence in the workplace and executive presence is something like that we can't really measure but we all know when people have it when people when somebody walks in the room and you are just like Wow, this I feel the confidence, they inspire me, they they have the, they, they are capable, they are an expert, they listen to me. You can feel that leadership, and that's what resonates with you. And that's basically what makes somebody have a strong executive presence now how do you build that and what are the traits so I want to dive deep in those things today because executive presence is really important for you to gain momentum in your career to to really gain more and more opportunities now first of all executive presence has three layers One layer is when you see um, people that want to follow you, people that really are engaged. So that could be your team members, that could be other people within the organizations that, that really are eager to follow you. That's the first part. The second part is your peers. Your peers have the confidence that you're capable of doing so. They trust you, and trust is a really key word here. They trust that you're capable to do do what what you need to do and that you're an expert in, in your field. So it's not about always knowing everything, but it's always like having that space and holding that presence that makes you a leader and that is executive presence to your peers. But most importantly, it's like how senior management experiences your executive presence, because those conversations that they will have in the room where you're not in, those will basically be the foundation of your career development. Because Think about it. Conversations about new opportunities, about promotions, about like projects that they want to assign people to, they are not held with you in the room no 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 they are held with you outside the room so you have to have giving them that inspiration that confidence that trust that you are capable of doing the job so that's why you want to really work on your executive presence because if you have that and you have your team with you and really vouching for you and you have your peers vouching for you and you have your senior senior management in your back pocket, that's executive presence. And it is something that most people have to work on and have to make sure they develop the right skills. Some have raw talent in several areas, but it's really making sure you tick all the boxes and you master the complete skill set. So let's go through the uh, six key skills that you need to have to really like uh, um, develop a strong executive presence. The first one is like being crystal clear about your message, your value and your vision. So it's making sure that that is all in line and that you can clearly articulate that so that people know what you stand for. Like, look, we have a lot of leaders in the world and the good ones, you are crystal clear about what they stand for, what they what 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 they're pro and what they're contra. And it's not because like sometimes you might even like be against them, but you know exactly what they stand for. And you need to be able to articulate very clearly your message, your vision. And what it is that you stand for. You don't want to be vanilla anymore. I love vanilla, but vanilla is not what you want to be in in your career. You want to be caramelized mango with chocolate salted caramel (laughs) or something like that. You know what I mean. So your message is what sets you apart, what makes you unique, the value you bring to the company and the value you add to the bottom line. Secondly, it's your brand. So as a key skill that you have to master, it's like you need to be conscious of shifting your existing brand, your existing personal brand, because everyone has a personal brand. Let me repeat that. Everyone has a personal brand. So it's really shifting your personal brand to a leadership brand to make sure that you control and are intentional about how people are perceiving you because that is like in your area of control. This is what you can give form to. This is how you can be authentic. People want to see your authenticity and this this comes alive in your personal brand in how to activate and promote your personal brand Thirdly, the third key skill is an obvious one, is your communication skills. It's like, it's not just being able to clearly communicate. It's how you build relationships and how you build relationships with all those three stakeholder groups. So basically your followers or their team or the people that are, are, are randomly working in the company <laughs> um, with your peers and with senior management. So how do you build relationship and trust with them and how you communicate with them how you actually are able to not be defensive but ask open-ended questions to them how you can really be curious about them and not making it all about you one of the key things that i teach my people that are going to my program own your greatness is like it's about communication it's about make it about them not about you you know everything that you wanted to say, want to say already, so be curious, and that's how you build that relationship, because most people that I work with, they have over 15 years experience, they're good in building relationships, but the relationships are superficial, they're not allies. Then, then, they're, they're not people that vouch for you that have your back. That like no, they're superficial work relationships. So you have to really dig deeper if you want to really build that executive presence. So that's the second part. Hand in hand with the communication skills, the fourth key ski skill is listening skills. Like people say, like yeah, yeah, listen, Caroline, but. Yeah, no, you don't listen. Listening is hard. Understanding and being present in the moment, like studies have um, shown, that we have decreased our uh, 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 decreased our uh, attention span from twelve minutes before to seven minutes now. I think a goldfish has nine seconds, so we have less attention span on. Something that we're really engaged in, and we have so many like impulses in the same time that are fighting for our attention. So, you might say, Yes, I have listening skills, but question that do you really are you really able to be present with somebody, or are you thinking of something else at the same time? And yes, maybe you're present when you're talking with a client or senior manager, but are you present also when you're talking to peers that you might think like, oh my God, that is such a boring person to talk to, like, or with, with a team member, are you really, really present with them? So really mastering those listening skills that will set you apart. Then a fifth skill is emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence is so important. It's not only understanding your own emotions and knowing to really manage your own emotions, but it's also understanding other people's emotions, having compassion, having really that connection with them, understand where they are coming from. And instead of being righteous all the time, it's really like, it's not about right. Sometimes it's better to be nice than right because being right all the time is not going to do you any favors. And a lot of people are guilty of that. They try to argue to death when it comes to some some something silly or with, within the workplace, and they don't have the emotional intelligence how that might make the other person feel. So somebody with great executive presence, they will just like be aware of their emotions and of somebody else's emotions and being able to regulate that and being able to have a discussion with somebody that might be emotionally charged, but being able to manage that in such a way. And there is a saying, people don't remember what you did or what you said. People remember how you made them feel. So I will say that again, people don't remember what you did or what you said. They will remember how you made them feel. So it's so important that you understand that because if you approach every conversation and everything with an attitude of like, how am I going to make this person feel? And how am I, what what have I done in that situation? Your influence, your impact is going to amplify because basically it's a natural transition because people really feel connected, supported, and understood by you. And being able to really come from that place, that is through emotional intelligence. And it's not really being right all the time or trying to be right. It's trying to facilitate an environment where emotions are are acknowledged and where you're able to manage uh, somebody's emotions without, like, pointing fingers, like, oh, that's an emotional person. You are too prickly. You're too that. You're too that. Like, that doesn't really, that doesn't bring executive presence at all. So, and what I also want to say about emotional intelligence, it's not only enough to understand your emotions and to be able to manage them. It's understanding what the triggers are. People have triggers in different ways, and it's when you're in a situation where you're comfortable and very at ease, your emotions will be at peace and calm, maybe a little bit of stress factor because you have situations at home, you have COVID, blah, 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 all these things, but it's not really in high triggered state. So what triggers you is like suddenly like a very tight deadline, impossible stakeholders. Like, and how do you respond to that? Do you start micromanaging your team? Do you start being snappy to your colleagues? Do you start to be stressful and constantly saying yes to your senior managers? So you understanding that will help you in regulating those emotions and there are so many techniques i will help people with through my program in terms of like managing those emotions and really recognizing those triggers so that they can build on their emotional intelligence and therefore their executive presence Then the last point, number six, what is important is building alliances. Now the difference between relationships and alliances, relationships are superficial. People can have strong relationships and good relationships and deep relationships, but therefore, they're not yet alliances. Alliances, you have ideally in your working life, five people, a handful of really good alliances. And so those people, they have your back. They vouch for you. They have those conversations in the room where you're not part of about getting that promotion, giving you an assignment of a job that has of significance to them. And so they will connect you to job opportunities internally or externally. And that is what why ally, creating alliances is so important. So basically, in my program, like Own Your Greatness, what we do is looking at the relationships that you have built up. And maybe it's actually a step further. It's looking at your network and network like for people that you have, who of those people you have a good relationship with. If not, we're actually going to convert your network to establish, first of all, good relationships. And once you have a good relationship, then you actually try to convert a few of those people into alliances. But before any of that, you have to make sure your message is clear, your vision is clear, your brand is clear, your communication is clear. You see how it all works together? You can't just like start with one part and do and, and, and not do all any of the rest because you have to make sure that it's all aligned, that it's all working as a well-oiled machine to put you forward. And this is how you build your executive presence. On those alliances, one more thing that I want to say, is like a lot of people, um, they forget two parts of those alliances. First of all, it's going to increase your influence, because if you have the right alliances, you're going to have those conversations outside, uh, outside, the decision-making room before you go in. So, for example, one of my clients um, was assigned a major project and that major project was a big transformation and he knew that it was going to ruffle feathers. So, he needed to really get the buy-in for all the key stakeholders before the meeting because I can promise you if you go into the meeting with a new idea ruffle feathers, nobody's going to ever buy into your idea so you have to socialize your 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 idea first you have to make sure and that's where alliances come in because alliances will influence other people that are key stakeholders and vouch for you and actually help you support you support your idea in a way that you can't do alone That's why you want to have alliances to really increase your influence. And secondly, also like politics. A lot of people come to me and say, like, Caroline, oh, I don't want to play politics. I hide away from politics. Now, that is really one of the big mistakes that I see. It's not about hiding from politics. It's knowing how to positively contribute to politics and how to manage it. And there is a very big difference between the two. So you'll be able to position yourself by just hiding from the politics. You're not going to really exercise your executive presence because you're always going to have politics in no matter which organizations, if you reached a certain level, and if you want to even go up a level, you're always going to have politics. It doesn't really matter. Some people say, like, I want to change this organization because I want to really get rid of the politics. That's not how it works. There's going to be politics everywhere. With politics, you have to make sure that it's not negative and blaming culture politics where there is nothing happening, but politics where there is healthy debate. Of course you're going to have, like, like people that actually are just, like, really like controversial and really like not not being with the program, but it's about not hiding from those politics. It's like knowing how to positively contribute to those politics and how to make a difference, how to not, not play it, because you don't have to play games, but you need to be positively contributing and and respond uh, positively to those. And that is the key. Now here you have it, the six key traits that you need to have to really like um, build your executive presence or to actually assess how strong your executive presence is. Now, if you want to work with me more on really building up your leadership brand and influence and your executive presence, and in order for you to step up to the next level in your career, I would encourage you to book in a free career breakthrough session with me. Now, I can Pinky promise you these are not going to be a sales call where I'm going to be yapping away and telling how great my program is not at all. It's going to be just a conversation between you and I. And first of all, what I want to do is establish if I can help you. If we would be working together, then I need to know your situation, whether or not it is a situation that I can help you with. So it's all going to be about you and you're going to do a lot of the talking so I can actually get a feel of what you, where you're at and where you, what you want to achieve and once that is finished we will talk about strategies what what a strategy would look like what the key milestones for you are because every situation is different and you might have different emphasis on certain milestones than somebody else and at the end of the call if you say like "Caroline oh my god i want to work with you" we can talk about that too but i can promise you it's going to be the best time that you spend investing on talking about your career so if you like this video uh, give me a thumbs up. Um, it's always good to know if my message resonated today with you, and if um, if you want to schedule a call, I will pop a link below. If we are not connected on LinkedIn and you came randomly across this video, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always open to connect with more people and really help them advance and, and transform their career. Thank you so much. Have a lovely rest of the day, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again, and I'll connect with you on the next episode.